Hey earners, did you know that the black community has $2.7 trillion of spending power? Are you ready to see what you can do when you combine and recirculate our resources to expand the pool of black excellence? I know I'm ready, and that's why we've partnered with Greenwood, the in-demand black-owned digital banking platform. Greenwood's namesake was founded in 1906, built from the brilliance of black dreamers looking to create a self-sufficient community in the Greenwood district of Tulsa, Oklahoma, AKA Black Wall Street. Today, Greenwood is a digital banking platform with the mission to strengthen the black dollar using the same community reinvestment strategies of the original Greenwood district. And it's powered by a best-in-class mobile app that allows you to bank from anywhere. So earners, if you're ready to build a new legacy of black economic achievement, go to bankgreenwood.com slash EYL and sign up to be a part of the new Greenwood community. That's bankgreenwood.com slash EYL. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Head over there now. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on? Let's get it rocking. All praises due. Yes. So the Dun, the Dun language get in here. Live from the Valley of the Kings. Luxar, Egypt. I need everybody to put that on their bucket list. If it's not on your bucket list, change your list. Yeah, we wanted to do something outside today to really give you a full vibe. You can't really see from our hotel, but yeah. in the back, we are overlooking the Valley of the Kings. Um, and it's a very, very um, amazing view. So we really wanted to do something outside, but, you know, Wi-Fi and a lot of other natural um, <laughs> issues yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't let us do that. So, um, you know, figure we played it safe and just do it. We'll, we'll keep posting pictures, though. Yeah. We got y'all on the pictures. Got y'all. But it's all good, man. Yeah, that's a fact. It's all good. Y'all looking regal. What's up? <laughs> What's up, brother? Yeah, how you feeling? So good, man. I feel amazing, man. Got a chance to go to the Valley of the Kings today in Luxor, Egypt. Um, you know, Wait, we, we skipped the part. Let's not skip the part where we in a hot air balloon. Oh, yeah, we did a hot air balloon. Let's not skip that. Was terrified or no? That was good. Um, yeah. It was a great experience. It was, it was great. Definitely, a, definitely a dope experience, man. Definitely yeah. a dope experience. Um, and we got to do it with our families, which makes it crazier um, because we all experienced it for the first time together. Um, so being up there, what was he like, six hundred feet? Over watching the sun rise over the Nile River in the Valley of the Kings. Like I, I'm trying to paint the picture. <laughs> yeah, it was a vibe, man. Check my Instagram stories out if you want to know yeah. what happened. But um, <laughs> I just want to talk about just Egypt for a little bit because it's, it's definitely been a great experience. And uh, we were in Nigeria last week. Now we've been in Egypt for a week. And, um, you know, it's just been dope, man. We went to the pyramids at Giza. And that was an amazing experience to see the pyramids first up close in person, mm -hmm. firsthand experience, everything that we always read, read, read about in history. Um, we got to see the Sphinx. And then today we went to the Valley of the Kings. So people might not be familiar with the Valley of the Kings. The Valley of the Kings is in Luxor, Egypt, which is an hour plane ride from um, Cairo. Cairo. Yep. And uh, the Valley of the Kings is where actually, so, you know, the pyramids was actually built as tombs for the pharaohs. But they realized that it caused a lot of attention because, you know, obviously they're easy to see and they became very popular. So uh -huh. the Tomb Raiders, you create the tombs and take everything out. So they got an idea to move all of the pharaohs um, to the Valley of the Kings. Yeah. Who came up with the idea? You remember? Uh, I forgot. I forgot. Oh. So, but the I'm going to tell you. Can right, I tell you? Yeah. So it was the, the only female pharaoh in the history of Egypt. Uh, Hichipsu, right? The, the pharaoh Hichipsu 
she came up with the idea. So she was the first one to move to the Valley of the Kings. The only female in the Valley of the Kings. Yeah. So, what a fun fact. So the Valley of the Kings is a place where um, all of the pharaohs, their bodies got moved, and then all of the pharaohs going forward um, were buried. So they built a whole city with immaculate temples. And mm-hmm. this time, instead of building the burial ground and, and pyramids, they built it underground. Mm-hmm. So they built the um, their tombs in a mountain, which that's the Valley of the Kings. And it's intricate pathways to go under the ground. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, of course, there was treasure, there was hieroglyphics. There's still stuff yeah. to this day, the hieroglyphics. We saw the um the actual mummy of King Tut. Mm-hmm. I'm um, that in my stories. And then and but then there's there's different temples as well. So hold on, hold on, because you don't I don't want there's a couple of things we gotta talk about. So mm-hmm. like these these little details that we gotta understand. And so there's 62 uh tombs, right? And depending on the length of their rule, depending on how long their tombs were. So we have some that go like kilometers down, like in depth. We went through uh, a few of them. Um, and it's very interesting because I'm just like, when we look at it, we're looking at written language. We're looking at hieroglyphics. We're looking at architecture. We're looking at math. We're looking at science all at the same time. And we're looking at the origin of it. And so in my mind, I'm just thinking like, these might be the greatest human beings that have ever walked the earth. Absolutely. Like, this is a- like, this is amazing to see. Highly advanced civilization. I got it. And yeah, I mean, it's no really no debate. If you look on the, the walls of the pyramids, even, you know, the, the tour guides and all that, you know, you, you could tell what, what color their skin was because it's the color that they use to color it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's still there. And their, their, their skin color was um, my skin color, Joy's skin color, Ian's skin color, brown, brown skin, mm-hmm. um, brown skin people. So, um, you know, the mothers, the mothers and fathers of civilization, as far as, you know, Greeks and Romans, um, you know, they got their civilization from Egypt. Uh, so it's just, it's an amazing, I can go, I can go on and on and on about it. Even with hieroglyphics that being used as emojis now and tablets coming from that era and being adopted over. Like I we spoke about a little bit earlier, but even how the pyramids were plated in gold, the outside, the original pyramids plated in gold. And if we think about technology now, you were like, wait, what's that? The difference between that and solar panels? Solar panels, yeah, that's what I got that from solar 3, panels. 3,000 3, years ago. Like, yeah. like, just think about that. Nah, and and scenarios knew 6,000 years ago that the earth tilted at 1% rotation and every 70. That's why I tell you guys, like, if you go study the, the there are a whole bunch of life lessons that are there. And then uh, you guys, I asked you earlier, like, what was the energy like? You're like, that's amazing. Um, there's certain places that are more special energetically. And even after all these thousands of years, it's still one of the greatest wonders. And so like a lot of things that we know in human civilization comes from that point. So I can't wait to talk offline. I'll say that. Yeah, 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 Yeah. man. And before we go, like after we do this, I'm still going to go back outside because like we said, the Nile River is right behind us. Yeah. And so just learning the history of that, like we know it as the longest river in in the history of the world, but just how civilizations were built around it, um, we found out how it used to flood, like even Luxor, the city of Luxor, like oh, monuments were underwater and they're still discovering. Like there was, a, we went to a temple today and they were like, look, two weeks ago, we just discovered this under dust because yeah. there's been ruins. And so it's, it's just a fascinating place. Yeah. Like I said, if you don't have this as something that's on your bucket list, change your list. Please. I wish I was there. So everybody else in the comments that got FOMO, me too. Trust me. <laughs>
But I know the lessons there are incredible. Uh, so, I mean, we can we can have a whole two-hour Market Mondays, Egypt's edition, but I know people's here to learn about stocks, but I just wanted to just, you know, talk about that briefly before we start the show. So, greetings from Egypt, um, and yes, we enjoy traveling. So, um, okay, let's give the quick rundown of what we got going on, and, and let's get into this. So, first of all, shout out to Revolt. Um, episode two will be out on the Revolt app. Um, I believe it's out on the Revolt app. Today, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. yeah, today. Soldier episode? No no no, 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 no. That's um these dope these dope entrepreneurs out of LA, um, and they have a coffee uh, empire called um, Hilltop mm-hmm. Coffee Company, right? Gotcha. Hilltop, yeah. AJ, AJ. I don't even. I'm gonna mispronounce his name. So yeah. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Those are my guys, though, man. But um. They really dope. They got um, they're entrepreneurs and they got a uh, coffee shop in Inglewood um, on Slauson. They open up a new restaurant on Slauson. They got so they're real neighborhood guys. And yeah. it's, it's a real community feel, real EYL like type of vibe. Yeah. You know, business owners, local business owners that's really doing their thing. Like, they really got a bunch of like um, Issa Raisin investor, a lot of like, you know, celebrities in the LA area. So that'll be out on the Revolt app. And shout out to Rick Ross, man. That episode's doing wonderful. Yeah, that episode's um, incredible. Appreciate, yeah, I appreciate that. that. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, brother. So Tuesday, tomorrow, EYL, we got a surprise. So we did an episode out here in Egypt with uh, my boy Muhammad. Uh, yeah, yeah, Muhammad Abunaga. So he is a fintech superstar, and um, he dropped a lot of gems. He's from Egypt. Um, so that was a live podcast that we did at the top of the Ritz Carlton. So we're going we're gonna to drop that tomorrow. That, can we just talk about that experience? Legendary, oh extremely legendary, beautiful, incredible. Shout out to my guy Clint, who was out there. But what, what was the biggest lesson that people can look forward to when they listen to it tomorrow that you gained from him? Well, it's a bunch of them, bro. It's, it's a bunch There's of them. A bunch of them. The, the one for me is that um, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. So he was part of the Uber yeah. um, of Egypt and uh, called Kareem. Kareem. So Kareem was the Uber of Egypt. They really copied Uber's idea. Long story short, Uber recently purchased them for $3 billion. So he was saying that happens a lot in Egypt. Like, you know, they don't really start a lot of like brand new ideas, but they look at what, you know, other tech companies over the world are doing and they just localize it in their area and, you know, they make a killing. So um, that was one of it. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, Just add some spice. And especially if it's something locally that has not been done in your area or your region. Um, so that was definitely that's one a, of them. That's, sure. that's a gem. And I would also add, um, a lot of people are at jobs right now and they're in careers, but that doesn't mean they can't be entrepreneurs. And so one of the things he did while working at Kareem is create a mobile app service. He added ride hailing to it. And so he learned the lessons from that. Um, again, not reinventing the wheel and actually learning from what he was doing in his career. So shout out to Mohammed. The episode is incredible. The visuals are out of this world. I, I actually lost my thought. There's a there's a part of the episode where I look back and I see the sun setting over the now. Yeah. And I forgot what I was gonna say. And I was just like, oh sh- like, whoa. I just the I got caught in the moment. Yeah, I just the moment and I'm okay with admitting it. It was ridiculous. Um, so that's gonna be a dope one, y'all. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. We'll make some other announcements later um in the show because I want to I know it's a Stay lot tuned. Of but yeah. before I start. Mark, well, I was going to talk about Market Mondays Live. Let's do it. You want to talk about that now? Yeah, let's do it. Right, so, Market Monday, Market Mondays Live, 1126, Black Friday. 
okay, I, I need you to understand something. This is in New York City. Mm-hmm. This is Harlem. Mm-hmm. This is the get a card for those you ask. Get a card. <laughs> <laughs> it's New York City. It's not our rules. It's New York City rules. But this is the <laughs> Apollo Theater. Okay, so Ian Dunlap will be putting on a masterful performance as always. Troy will be talking to all the stuff that he talks about, his research. You know, he's a research guru. He's on it. He's on it at 20, 22 hours a day. He's looking at stock charts. Um, you know, I'll be talking about some financial planning. We will definitely have some surprise guests. Musical performance. We, oh. we have to have a musical <laughs> performance in Harlem. Who, who else better would there be than Dipset? Dipset will be in the building. Shout out to Jim Jones. Of course, that was dip, dip. I felt like that was just a perfect. <laughs> it made all the sense in the world. Saturday. You guys stay tuned. You guys may, may get a, another versus, so stay tuned. So, uh, <laughs> shout out Styles, Jada. Shout out, shout out to the D-Block. It only makes sense, Army. right? We uh, in Harlem. <laughs> we on 126. That's not hey, for going to go stay off. Yo, stay, don't, don't miss the show, man. Saturday. Red Panda Snipers will be in the building talking about futures. MG, the mortgage guy, will be in the building talking about real estate on Saturday. Chico, shout out to our guy Chico, will be in the building talking about stocks. Me, Troy, we will be in the building doing what we do. Ian Dunlap will be in the building. This is an opportunity to actually network with us, build on a one-on-one level. Have Bring your laptops if you want to learn how to trade. You want to be able to hit those big targets for those of you that miss InvestFest. Put yes, yes in chat if Holy Trinity was fired at InvestFest. If you missed out and missed out on, on making big money, please show up. That Saturday going to be amazing. Legendary performance. So before the tickets sell out, because they will sell out, I 100% guarantee they will sell out. MarketMondays.com right now. Get your ticket. Get your ticket to the live show at the Apollo and get your ticket to the Saturday workshop. Um, it's going to be a vibe. I promise And everybody you. who get a ticket for Friday, super bonus. Y'all been asking for the sniper program to come back. Everybody that gets a ticket for Friday, I'll put you on sniper for free. Uh-oh. Yeah, you have I'm Uh-oh. not for the coach. I don't know who he is. <laughs> Let's break the internet. What does he do for the coach? Go tell your friends. Tell a friend to tell a friend. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Break the internet. Free, pre, free sniper program entry for anybody that has a ticket for the Apollo Theater. So that's it. No, no more else to say. I yeah. was I I it will be extremely disappointed if this is not sold out by tomorrow. <laughs> we got another bum that we're gonna drop. But that we ain't gonna say what that is. We'll wait. We got another one. We got another one. So yes, Parker season marketmondays.com. Get your tickets. Don't miss this opportunity. It's gonna be legendary. Everything we do is legendary, so this is right up the alley. So yeah, yeah. Troy, disclaimer. Yeah, real quick, man. Uh, first and foremost, we gotta you know give our quick shout out to Ally Financial. They are the leading digital service, uh, financial service company with passionate customer service and innovative financial solutions, and they are relentlessly focused on doing it right and being a trusted financial service provider for both customers and communities. So get with Ally to make the most of your money so you can save, invest, and spend on all the things that matter to you. Shout out to the good folks at Ally. And while you said MG, shout out to our brother MG. I'm shout not sure if all our earners paid attention, but him and our brother Julian Gordon, they put out some fire the, uh, last Friday. So they did a webinar on how to acquire 10 doors in four years on, on Zoom and it maxed out. They had like 3,000 people and it was, it was pretty crazy. Um, so here's what they try and do. They're going to help 300 people close on multifamily homes in 2022. So that's like 
two months away. So Matt, obviously, is going to teach finance and Julian's going to teach how to find multi-family uh, deals. And so far, right now, they, they got 100 people, right, to close for 20, 25 million worth of multifamily homes in real estate. Um, so they try to do this in two, 2022, and they have a free webinar that they did. And if you want to check it out, they have a deal. It's going to be airing up until midnight tonight. So make sure y'all did it. It's, go to it. It's www.get4321.com. I think they got a few slots left, so check that out if you're trying to close on homes. So shout out to those two guys. They had a monumental moment at InvestFest. And if you know, if you were there, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> MG the mortgage guy. That's our brother. Shout out to him. Shout out to Julian. All right, y'all know how this works. Do your own research, man. Please, please, please. And y'all been doing a lot better with that. I got to give everybody credit. A lot of people have hit me in the DMs showing me their homework. And so I appreciate that because I'm learning from your homework the same way that you learn from us. So that's what communities are built off of. All right. So our content is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. It's very important to do your own analysis before making any investment based on your own personal circumstances. You should take independent financial advice from a professional in connection with or independently research and verify any information that you find on our show and which to rely upon, whether for the purpose of making an investment decision or otherwise. This is a message brought to you by the good brothers at Ernie Leisure and the good brother Ian Dunlap, the master investor. Yes. The owner. So, <laughs> Ian, would you like to make your announcements now or? Uh, stock club call. No stock club call tonight because, you know, I'm working on some big bonuses for you guys. And then once again, Market Monday's live. I'm not opening a sniper back up. You guys been asking if you want to get access to it, buy your tickets, that alone. Please put yes in chat. If you joined Sniper around this time last year and I've made you money, show up, show out. That That is a blueprint. Stocks, long-term, futures, big gains. Let's go. Let's get into this. So, all right. Here's the thing. I know what you want to start. Here's the thing. Yeah, you definitely I know what you want to start. You know, we are seven, <laughs> we're seven hours ahead of time in out here in Egypt. So, you know, it's, it's kind of messes up your day. So I'm not really keeping up with the stock market the way I would keep up with it if I was back in the States. But I heard, shout out to my brother Panama. I heard that uh, hey, what up? AMD was going crazy. So I looked at AMD and I saw AMD was up $15. So uh -huh. I'm like, why is it up $15? And then we found out that AMD is up $15. One of the reasons is that. So it all ties in. All this stuff ties in. That's crazy. So we've been talking about we talk, we're talking about AMD for a long time. Not just AMD, but all of the semiconductor, mm -hmm. SMH, uh, NVIDIA, TSM, TSM yep. all of that. And we, we explained that, you know, it's a shortage of computer chips in the world. And it's probably going to be a shortage of computer chips in the world probably until like 2026. And everything runs on computer chips. And these are good companies to buy. And AMD and they, they gaming history. We gave it a whole rundown. And don't don't forget ASML. We can't, when, we, when we say that, we sometimes get... If you've seen what ASML has done since we spoke about it three weeks ago on Market Mondays, four weeks ago, out of this world. Yeah. Congrats. So, so then, then we talk about the metaverse. Um, we were talking about that a lot the last couple of weeks. And, you know, the metaverse, AR, VR, how that's going to change the world, how people are going to end up living in the metaverse. And we were talking about going metaverse crazy. Then Facebook. We are talking about Facebook a lot, how they change the name mm -hmm. to metaverse how, you know, all of the issues that Facebook has had, how they're trying to rebrand themselves and, you know, yeah. how they're trying to forge a new way Meta forward, yep. all that stuff. So all of this comes together with Facebook announcing that AMD will do the chips for their new metaverse. So what does that do that since AMD stock skyrocketing? Mm -hmm. Now, we didn't know this. No way. I know. I know. 
You guys go back <laughs> eight episodes. We're not doing this. Go back eight or ten episodes, and I'm like, who are the two primary chip companies that service gamers? If you're a gamer, you know it's AMD. I have a Ryzen chip in my computer, and NVIDIA. So now with the integration of the metaverse, like a lot of it is foreshadowing, and we'll talk about Google going into healthcare later. But if well, you look at the chip, go ahead. That, what I was going to yeah. say is that specifically, like for me, I'll speak for myself, specifically, I didn't know that Facebook was going to do a deal with AMD. But the reason why I doubled down on my AMD position when it was down is because I knew that AMD is an extremely valuable company, undervalued, and it's, it's only going to go up from all of the different factors that we said. So yeah. sometimes when you know, like you can know that LeBron James is going to average 20 points and 10 rebounds. That's a pretty safe bet, right? Mm -hmm. You might not know when he's going to score 45 points, but he's going to score 40 points in a season. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you put a bet that he's going to score 40 points in a season in 82 games, odds are he's going to hit it. Like he you. might hit it. He might hit it the first, first game of the season. He might hit it the last game of the season, but it's, it's pretty likely he's going to score 40 points. Yeah. So that the, your odds increase drastically when you have an understanding of something. Yeah, and that's that's Shai's perspective. And from ours, my perspective was like, look, we saw AMD consolidating, <laughs> right? We saw the consolidation period. We were patient with it for eight months. Eight months. We said, all right, we're going to add more to the position. Uh -huh. And you have these type of announcements when you have the cloud space going crazy, right? When you're talking about making new chips and you didn't add was... Not only did they say they're going to use AMD chips for their metaverse, but so did this company called Microsoft. Mm -hmm. You got you got Meta, Meta platforms, formerly known as Facebook, and you got Microsoft saying that announcing last week that they're going into the metaverse. And now you have AMD becoming the chip supplier for both of them. But also they're announcing that they're having new chips as well. And they have some pretty hefty cloud clients. And so that, that's going to help as well, right? Because the metaverse is obviously in the cloud. So you got Microsoft, you got Amazon. And of course, we're with Microsoft Google. on an Azure. And you got Google. You got Microsoft, Amazon, and Google, and Facebook. Well, Meta. Like, where else do you go? <laughs> it's a game of probabilities. So for those of you who are like, hey, okay, great, you caught it. Will it still go up? Yes. When you go to amd.com right now and go look and see what they offer, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but... When I tell you guys things and leave everything else alone, the top companies are going to partner with those that are best at what they do to form conglomerates to corner a marketplace. So with all the NFT, crypto, everyone needs higher speed processes. Intel's not getting it done. So once AMD, and for those of you the game that has ever used the, the Ryzen chip, you know the power of it. You can only partner with the best if you're a top tier company because your board of directors will be upset if they were to partner with Intel and they don't have the capability to do so. Um, secondly, when you, when things are this low and shout out to everybody in Red Panda who's been in AMD since 20 and 30 and been holding forever, right? When it's at that low for that five, six, seven month period, build a base. If you truly believe in a company and if it's top two in the space, your ultimate goal is to get to 10,000 shares. For those you with more money, you want to get to 100,000. But there's a certain safety net that they have now partnering with Microsoft and Meta that now you have two big enterprise clients that will fulfill their pipeline 
for four or five, six years. So my target for AMD is 316.23 in 18 months. Write that down. 316.23 is where it should go to. Hold. And if you look in 2015, the low of that year was $1.61. So when people are telling you that you can't get high returns, if you were there at InvestFest, I proved that wasn't true. So is that 142.71 now? The low five years ago was 161. Please put in chat what that return is. Hold for the long term, please. Please. Can you do that? And shout out to all the earners out here with us. And, you know, the, the great thing about being amongst people who are, are becoming investors is that we get to talk to them because we've been in that position before. But we, we can speak about patience and, and talking about patience. We've been talking about AMD since 2020, right? Like early 2020, maybe like the first few episodes we were talking about it. Yep. And we got into some, I mean, I remember getting a, a 22 call for 70, a $75 22 call yeah. for January 22 and still have it. Right. And just like, I'm just going to be patient with it to the point where it's like, all right, well, these are the, the results of, of having that level of patience in a position. And so, yeah, it, it's consolidated, it's going up and it's going down and it's swayed a little bit, but we trust the information, we trust our research. So we have to trust our investments as well. Yo. This is a valuable lesson. Today it, it's really hard to lose if you're investing in something that's the top in their space. Going back, I know we haven't done the ball analogies in a while, but like, man, if, if you're playing with certain people of LeBron is on your team, you're you have a certain amount of wins that you're going to have homework assignment for everyone. Please write this down. What is the average annual return for the top four companies in the processor space in the chip space? That is a homework assignment. I want you to do go look over the last 10 years. What is the average annual return? I know past performance doesn't guarantee things in the future, but there's a high probability if it's a top one or two company, what they're going to do year over year. So, yes, let's talk about another chip company, NVIDIA. Uh, um, they also uh, all time all time high today. So um, what's the deal with that? I mean, we, we, it's like we're being the, the drum over and over again, right? We, we You just spoke about the reasons why we're investing in semiconductors, right? So, like, obviously, we know the gaming. We know the new technology. We know that it's, it's the same formula, y'all, right? And we know there's disorders coming. So, so but the, the the interesting thing about that, a lot of people would might have thought that that would have been bad news because they're competitors. But even though AMD got those you know contracts, Nvidia still went up as well. So, long story short, I'll let Ian speak about this as well. But the, I mean, if if AMD not. is doing a partnership with those companies, then what is the probability when others Apple, Google, et cetera, get into the space. What companies that can't do business with AMD is going to then reach out to NVIDIA and say, hey, we need your help here. Because the process and power, you don't want it glitching. You don't want delays. That's why I say the top companies. So there's only maybe eight or 10 companies that could go grab NVIDIA. But once those partnerships start to form and this starts to scale, they are the engine of the computers. So there's going to be deals there for them, AMD, for years to come as the metaverse and these virtual reality lands begin to expand. Yeah. And I know a lot of people were like, what? After it's split, it's like, ah, oh, I can't go up any higher. But all it's done is just continue to, to, to gain. And yeah, eventually there will be a pullback, but that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, when we invest, 
we calculate corrections into our investments. And so that's part of it. Um, but again, I mean, there's a reason why we're in SMH. So every time we talk about AMD and we talk about TSM and we talk about NVIDIA, we also have the ETF that has all of them. And so that's another safe way. To, and we say it probably once a month. And so this is our once a month. If you want to be safe, you don't want to have as much exposure to singular positions, go get your DTF as an H. There you have it. Two gentlemen. tech, two index, no stress. And even with singular positions, just buy quality companies. Like stop buying shitty companies. Like remember when we first started, everyone was like, yo, 5G causes COVID. And then it was rotation was the biggest thing. Like most of that shit that people talk about, it does not matter. What about earnings? Does not matter. Like that's great for, and even with, like even with Kiyosaki, no slight to him, but he was like, the market's going to crash in October. You guys have to realize that the money is made in media and telling you that a crash is going to come. In real life, the riches is in buying the bottoms and riding that shit to the top. Mm -hmm. You notice Ackman, Kathy, Buffett, Ackman, they don't care about the pullbacks and we shouldn't either. The media is selling clicks. So people know, they know if we talk about a crash, the views are going to be higher. Click the rate, share rate is going to be higher. No one wants to talk about the long, but that's what all the money is. If you just focus on the companies that are going to dominate this generation and that are going to help the most, you'll be good. You don't have to guess that. Yeah, I think one of the things I heard, and it was pretty good advice, is like when every time we see a pullback, in my mind, I think, all right, we got higher lows. Right. So it's a higher low than it was prior. Right. So that means even if I bought it at one hundred and fifty dollars and it pulled back to one hundred and thirty nine, that might be the new low. It's a higher low than if it had gone down to one hundred six or something like that. And so there's always opportunity if you look at it at that perspective. All right. Well, we, uh, we, we, yeah. had, we had a slight pullback, but it's a higher low than it, it had been. Let me, let me ask this to everybody listening. If right now you can go back to when AMD was first formed. And they can turn over 50% of the company to you. Would you like to own 50% of NVIDIA or AMD? Put yes in chat. So every pullback is an opportunity to own more of that company that is going to make you money on your own. There is no wealth accumulation without you owning a business. If you don't own a business outright how we do, you then have to buy into someone else's business. And that's why that 10,000 shares is so important. And I've seen a lot of y'all copying that. Please stop. Uh, don't remix reproduce my material or my lawyer is going to do his lawyer thing for everlasting freedom for your family. You need to get to a hundred thousand shares. And that's why I say in the crypto space, the thing that I do love there, they'll go balls to the wall and put everything that they can in and get as many coins as possible. Cause you need a certain number of shares plus time to get to your freedom number. So if you guys want to be free, look at every pullback and a quality top tier company, there's an opportunity to buy more so you can get the freedom a hell of a lot faster. Yeah. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, can I talk about one of my favorites over the past year? Of course. Yeah, because we had, we had a wild, it's been a wild two days for, for um, this company that I've been telling everybody about. Um, they had their earnings report on Friday, Live Nation, and skyrocketed. I think they went up, had a high, they went up 22%. I know it was the, the stock, it just went crazy. And so the reason it did was because the numbers came back that they had an estimate of 148 million in revenue, but went to something like 2 billion. Future guidance looks incredible. They said 2022 is looking like a record year uh, with epithetors and, and arenas and say all of them are having mm -hmm. double digit returns. 
And so Friday was great. It was great. And then Saturday happened. I believe it was Saturday. Yes, yeah, Saturday happened. And so, and and we want. I just want to take the time out to say rest in peace. Yeah, God rest his soul. Out to yeah. everybody who uh, suffered that uh, at the actual World tragedy, um, the event, um, uh, Travis Scott concert. I believe you said ten. It was up to ten people. That I believe. So don't quote me on that. I know I eight. Believe. I know it was eight. I believe. Yeah, so. it was eight confirmed. But yeah, eight confirmed and then tons of injuries. And so we saw today, Live Nation stock pulled back six percent. And had a lot to do with that because what happens in these situations is that Live Nation is responsible for the concert. And so there will be plenty of lawsuits that will come from it. Um, and so these are the type of things when you're investing in the company, investing in business, yeah. these things happen. And so Friday was an amazing day for Live Nation. Today wasn't as great, obviously, because of the tragedy. And again, condolences to all the families who, who lost a loved one. But I mean, this is a part of the business right now. Lawsuits will be happening, which will take um, from the bottom line of the company. Uh, and so we'll see. We'll see what they, what they what measures they take going forward um, to try to alleviate some of these, these situations um, at concerts where you have a large amount of people moving in one direction um, mm-hmm. and a lot of influences that are, that are causing um, harm to, to a lot of people. So. Again, I mean, and some of those people got stabbed. That's not being reported enough. I read that. I did. I did read that. And they, there's an investigation. I, I, like you probably read the same thing I did. Like there was yeah. some type of stabbings. And, and I mean, trying- there's a few blocks away from me, though. Right. It wasn't just that people were hopping around and end up crushing each other. Like there was chaos that happened as a result. And people are getting stabbed and then instantaneously having a heart attack. Yeah, that was one of the things they were saying. They were like, when they when they do an autopsy and see if cardiac arrest was was uh, the cause of the death, then you know they can further investigate some of those reports that there was there was somebody stabbing and some type of injection that was going to people's bodies that was causing cardiac arrest. So, I mean, all of it is crazy, and again, people's lives are lost. So, um, again, prayers go out to to the family. Yeah, for sure. Thoughts and prayers, but that's a very that's a very unfortunate situation for sure. Um, it's heartbreaking. Okay, turning one eighty from that. Um, so, Zillow, Zillow. Mm-hmm. Okay, the number one Zillow mistake um, made ultimately caused the stock to drop twenty percent. So, let's talk about Zillow. MGO Mortgage Guy would appreciate this conversation. Zillow, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> what is the deal with Zillow? This is why I always tell people. You have to invest in a company that is number one in a space. And no matter what asset you buy, you have to buy it at a good price. So Zillow wanted to take open doors model and begin to buy houses, which is a great strategy. But when they're overinflating the price of homes and then driving the market up to be so frothy where people are selling their houses and getting same day offers, 70,000 above, they were causing a frenzy which looked a lot like 2007. So whenever you're buying assets this fast, you have to get them at best price. They was paying a retail or max price, expecting it this market to continue to go up. And that's why I always said on every episode that I could, it does not matter what you buy. Cups, pens, palladium, t-shirts, stocks, you have to get in at the best price. And your price can also be a hedge for 
downward movement like this when everyone panics. And then it's a hedge against a lot of volatility as well. So they try to copy their model. I don't like companies that copy model. I like companies that innovate. And then when you begin buying houses at any price point, for those of you that lived through 2007 to 2008, this was the commercial version of that. And now they're underwater. The strategy is not working because they didn't have the talent or all the acumen needed. They, they have the cash on hand. But if you're not buying at the right prices, that's why I always tell you guys, risk to reward means everything. I don't care if you're buying something for $1, 1,000, 1 million, 10 million, 100 million. You have to know if I put my dollar into this, how much am I going to get out? You cannot hope that prices are going to go up and a market cannot continue to grow at 30%, 40% as a result. And when the numbers came out, the stock dropped horribly. And now they're going to lay off 25% of their workforce as a result because of bad portfolio mismanagement. And we've all done it in our trades. That's why I say the discipline in trading and investing helps you focus on getting great prices for everything else. And this is just an example at scale. It doesn't matter how much money you have. If you buy at the wrong price, you can get your portfolio destroyed buying at a bad place. Yeah. I mean, the quote from their stockholders meeting was they unintentionally purchased homes at higher prices than current estimates of future selling prices. That's impossible. So it's like, I mean, just reading that, it sounds like they're just blindly are just buying homes. They had a $304 million write down inventory. Like you're Zillow and you're just like blindly just taking homes, right? So now you have more homes than you can sell. Not a good strategy. I mean, they had an incredible bounce from 20, what was that, 2019? They, they went to 20 bucks. Of course, they shot up a ton. They went to 208. Great. I'm sure they were feeling themselves. And it was a good strategy. Like if a company, but you have to do this at scale. You can't put all your chips in the middle of the table. But there is a market for people that want to sell their homes and get an instant offer, quick closing, because in this era that we're in, any company that helps be us be more efficient or save time will win. On the business side, you have to calculate what the returns would be in the best case and worst case scenario. And even before this, I'm telling you guys to look at trend. Zillow had been dropping really since April. So when I'm like, hey, there's a top, I don't think that the housing market is going to fall apart, but a commercial player like this could affect it. Now, let's go back to Evergrande. Things mm -hmm. are fucked up there in China. I said, hey, go look at players two through four, because if the head of that market is getting destroyed, guess what? There may be some other problems over there as well. And then two through three in China are having problems. Now they have an occupancy rate of 25% of inventory that cannot be sold. They're going to lay off 20% of their workforce and they have a whole bunch. You think Zillow is the only commercial company at this point that bought a bunch of houses expecting for prices to keep rising at an unbelievable rate? No. So we're going to see some of these dominoes start to topple over. And we can see it now, even with this supply chain, um, inflation, everything's going up. They're giving us slow signs that another crash is coming. Very slowly. I put it out on, on Instagram last night, but I was reading a report by 2030. 25% of the workforce will be eliminated due to automation. I've been telling you guys about automation for at least a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So if we have a crash in 24, 27, 
that will lead in what well, we need a more efficient economy. And then we talked about universal basic income, which of course Yang pushed when he was running for president. And then Kanye talked about it on, on Drink Champs. But we have to realize they're telling us in real time, this market isn't as strong as it should be. Let's get all the gains. Let's let crypto run up. Let's let personal income run up. Let's let the housing market run up, business run up. And here's the thing that I want to tell you, please write this down. Start putting your money away. So when this does happen, if the Fed don't use the printer as much as they did the last time, you're going to have to be able to hunker down and have some some cash on the side because this crash could be nastier. And I said it last week and I'll say it again. If you've had a chance to get extraordinary gains, 50 and 80% long-term, a thousand percent in crypto, four and eight thousand percent in futures. Why are they allowing that? They're allowing it because they know they printed too much money that is unsustainable. Get all the money while you can now. And when things are rough, we gave you an opportunity to get all the money that you needed. The signs are there. Yeah. We so profound. We <laughs> also have to talk about. Crypto because it is also at all time high level. Yeah, Ethereum um, all time high. Ethereum's at forty seven hundred, uh, forty seven fifty six to be exact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bitcoin for sixty six thousand, uh, quickly approaching Close. the seventy thousand mark. Yeah, I think sixty six nine is uh the all time high. Uh, Litecoin is up twelve percent today. Litecoin is at two hundred twenty four dollars, mm-hmm. and I do have to make a correction. Last week, I said um. I jumbled my words, but I did say that Stella was backed by Microsoft. They are actually backed by IBM. IBM, yeah. Um, so just in the correction era um, for that. But uh, anybody hit you up about that? No, nobody did. Uh, but you know, I just wanted to. Just, you, you, Good just journalistic practice. Yeah. yeah I, sure. When he after I was like, damn, that's IBM, bro. <laughs> best, best practices. Um, so yeah, crypto. Crypto is also you know it hasn't really been getting a lot of attention. The stocks have been dominating the conversation, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, outside of like you know the meme meme coins, um, but yeah, keep an eye on crypto. It's been steadily moving, yeah. mass adoption. We talked about Mastercard. Um, we spoke about a Visa. few different, yeah, Visa, Mastercard. Um, so yeah, mass adoption coming. Um, banks piling money in. People are getting, you know, ready to start, you know, accepting crypto on a wide level. We did speak to Muhammad uh, on Saturday when we did the podcast and we asked him about crypto. That's in the episode. And he had some interesting views on crypto. What I'm learning is that a lot of these countries in Africa, crypto is banned. Mm -hmm. It's banned in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. It's banned in Egypt. Um, So you can look at that one or two ways. I look at that as that's actually a positive thing because, A, they're still actually getting around that. They're still actually doing crypto. Um, so you can't ban it. That just goes to show that even though the government has tried to ban it, this hasn't really worked. Mm-hmm. And B, there's still a large portion of the world that is still trying to suppress crypto. So what mm-hmm. happens when they finally give up? There's can't still stop. a tremendous up wave mm-hmm. for crypto to just go up crazy. And it's interesting, the places that we just talked about and the suppression of the places that could use it the most where you, you have a digital form of currency where it can't be controlled. A lot of these places, like we said, they don't, they're banking that there aren't banks where they can just go down the road and I'm going to my chase, right? There's miles and miles between banks and currencies. I mean, banks and transactions. So it's like, all right, if we have a digital currency that's universal, this could work. Um, so it's interesting because again, like you said, a lot of the two places that we travel have been banned, but all the people, the young people in these countries all of them. The first thing they want to talk about is 
what crypto should I invest in? I mean, literally in Nigeria, the first person, the first question we got asked is, let's talk, can we talk about crypto? Can we talk about crypto? Oh, we'll talk about my portfolio, but let's talk about crypto. And first. it's so crazy because we was in Nigeria. And I didn't get a chance to say this, but we did a networking event in Nigeria also. And um, shout out to Bizzle. There was three doctors. Shout out to Bizzle. There was three doctors that came and they was they watched Mark. Mark and Mondays is actually very big in Nigeria. Yeah, um, new episode out there. Very yeah, soon. Yeah, no, that's crazy because it actually comes on at two o'clock in the morning out there, and uh, well, one o'clock, one o'clock, one o'clock in the morning out there. So they was telling me. Uh, they stay up. It's like a routine. Some people stay up at one o'clock in the morning to watch it. Other people, you know, they watch it when they wake up or they watch it the next day. I love but, y'all. Yeah, it's, it's, it's we went to the radio station and they talk about Market Monday. Yeah. So um, a few of the doctors that came, no, they was lawyers. Three lawyers came to the networking event um, from Nigeria and they was talking about how they watch Market Mondays and all that. So two of the guys were talking about stocks. The other guy was talking. No, it was four. Four lawyers. <laughs> two was talking about stocks. Two was talking about crypto, and they was debating which one is better. And I'm like, you gotta do both. You gotta do a combination. Both. Of both. Those, those yeah. my guys. We had like a whole round table. Yeah, 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 those yeah. Guys Shout out to my dudes. They were cool dudes. But um, I say that to say, just for even having that conversation, and they asked me about Solana. They asked me about you know Dogecoin. They asked me about crypto, Ethereum 2.0, and then the other guys talking about stocks, long term buy and hold. Yeah, 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 yeah. So exactly it's interesting because a this is this is why this conversation is so crazy. So four doctors in Nigeria come to our networking event saying they watch Market Mondays every week. That alone is crazy within itself if you think about it. The fact that we have a networking event in Nigeria that goes crazy. That these people watch Market Mondays, that's crazy within itself. The second part is crazy is that crypto is banned in Nigeria, mm-hmm. but also they don't have access to brokerage accounts <laughs> because they don't. If they, if they're a Nigerian citizen, they don't have access to brokerage accounts. So a lot of people actually couldn't invest in stocks. But what I found out is that a lot of them have deep ties to the UK. So they kind of find back way doors. So long story mm-hmm. short, they really can't even invest in stocks and they really can't even invest in crypto. But yeah. they're having a debate about stocks and crypto. Yeah. So you can't stop it. You can't suppress it. And the interesting thing about Nigeria is that they've created their own crypto. The government has created their own cryptocurrency. And they're not. Right? And, no, nobody and nobody's likes jacking. Nobody likes that. They're like, they're not. They, I, I they mean, are very against that. The, even they, even they're underbanked and not, not yeah, having right. access. Everybody, you guys can put in chat. Why do you think that is? Let, let, let's take the... the which one you like more out of the equation, we have to realize that money is the biggest tool of war that we all have. So if you don't have access to or don't have knowledge to, it is a tool of liberation. So if something can run up a thousand percent or my guy Drew asked me earlier when we were talking, it's like, okay, great. With everyone learning about investing that's black and brown now, uh, lower income, um, white Americans, what's going to happen? I'm like, they're going to price us out of it. So like the estimates of, and Bitcoin will hit a hundred grand and some change. I said next year, let me get a price. Uh, we should probably get to a hundred thousand, seven one seven, and probably eight or nine months. Most people won't be able to even afford Bitcoin at that, at that point. Ethereum is taken off to the upside, which mm-hmm. I said before, Vitalik is an amazing creator and developer him and charles partnered together on ada they split but vitalik came out of peter Thiel's fellowship 
you have to go look at the chain of events. So you mean to tell me if he, because what Bitcoin really is and Ethereum is, is what PayPal Mafia wanted PayPal to be. They got blocked and had issues with the mafia and banks and hedge funds. This is their revenge. So it's just deeper than that. But also, if we don't have access and then we go through this automation period and we go through a deep, because honestly, if they wouldn't have done quantitative easing, the crash would have been greater than the Great Depression. They have to stop it. But they're trying to price us out of certain assets because it is a tool of liberation. And that's why I'm always screaming at you guys. Invest every month. Hey, should I dollar cost average? Buy every month, man. Let it be the first bill that you pay and the acumen that you get will carry over to everything else. And then you guys can go back and look at the Cuban episode. I told you guys how to get in. You can use that same methodology for getting into stocks as, as crypto. And then stocks should be your foundation. Crypto should be your secondary layer. Your top layer should be futures. And then you can produce all the money that you want for yourself short term and long term. And if, if you don't know how to invest in crypto, we did a, a masterclass. Shout out to Alistair. Shout yep. out to Lawrence. An absolute masterclass two weeks ago. On we you. spoke about on this YouTube. on YouTube. Go check it out. It talks about all this. talks about Ethereum 2.0. If you don't, Ethereum 2.0, is on its way with all these plat all these coins being built on the Ethereum platform, mm -hmm. with the rise of NFTs, which mm -hmm. are also being run through the Ethereum platform. Yep. This is a major event in the crypto. And don't sleep on Cardano because every price that we've called for Cardano, Kayla, the returns on that have been crazy. There, wait for the right price. And here's the thing: the methodology and tactics that I'm teaching you guys. I know I cover stocks first because I want that to be a long-time foundation. This applies to every part of business, building your business. So if you have a business and you're buying goods, there is an equation that you need to have. You can use Fibonacci for your pricing to buy any good or material. You have to know how to be able to buy water, snow, rainwater in Idaho, Dutch cheap, like everything. You should know the price where you're going to get a multiple on any item that you buy and where you can be able to sell it. That way you won't have to go through the cycle of boom and bust and you'll be okay. So if I've made you money, please put yes in chat. Yes in Master chat. this. Hey, Ian, you said boom or bust. So I'll just throw this out there. Peloton. <laughs> Peloton took a major hit. They dropped 35% on Friday. Um, one of those COVID stocks, I invested in a Peloton. I love the machine. But it was one of those things when people were stuck at home uh, and wanted to exercise and could have go to gyms. It made a lot of sense. Shout out to Nas. He <laughs> said, Mal's on a Peloton. I've been working on my core. It's a, it's a great, it's a great exercise. Great but the COVID restrictions are being lifted. People are going back outside and now they're going back to gyms. And so the certainty in the future of Peloton is going to be interesting. Right. But th that's not a, there's an opportunity in this. This is why I'm saying this. Right. Mm -hmm. We see something like that. One of these COVID stocks where we saw that they, it made a lot of sense and they saw a lot of profit. I think the stock grew like hundreds, hundreds. Percent. Yeah, it went from 17 bucks to 500 like, in, in, in the year, went to 164. So some, some crazy percentage. Right. Yeah. Now the stock is falling 35 percent. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. 
four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Because the earnings were terrible, the guidance is, it, it just doesn't They haven't fallen since September. I know, but it's short term. That's what, it's yeah. just short term. It's short term. However, what people need to look at in investing is like, okay, if that's true, and if people are going back to gyms, well, what gym could I invest in? And if you weren't paying attention, Planet Fitness hit an all-time high. Planet Fitness mm-hmm. hit an all-time high yesterday. Oh, today. Um, because, again, people are going back outside and they're going to gyms and they're going to gym memberships. And that's a very low price point gym. And so when there is something that is taking a hit short term or maybe long term, always look at the competitor or the alternative. Right. If we were stuck inside and Peloton was the thing and gyms took a hit. Now, people are back outside. Planet Fitness is all-time high. Peloton stock drops. It's the way things work. So just keep your eye on both sides of the game. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll say this, too. Please write this down. Shout out to Trap, because Trap is the best at the, the fundamental side, right? So whenever I see Trap talk about fundamentals, I'm like, got to step my game up, right? But you have to look and see. <laughs> yeah, training? <laughs> no, that, that, that's the thing for swim. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the... <laughs> The business model of Peloton is terrible. So you're selling a premium machine. Great. And then, so everybody go to Peloton.com or or one Peloton and then look like a $15 membership. You have to factor in what is the recurring churn that they have on a business. Now, 15 bucks a month, or if you pay more, it's not, if you have a premium bike and then don't have a premium package to let you offset some of the costs, you're going to be in trouble. And it's one of the things we always tell people, like, well, if you sell based on price alone, you're going to get undercut because then all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of apps that are given the same workouts, maybe not the same experience, but the same workouts for $2.99 in the app store. And now the people who were buying off of that reason alone price will go to the cheapest price. Then they have the gear and material, but they're not out doing Lululemon, shout out to Tyler. Like my guys, Ty been screaming Lululemon for three or four years. Like they have no true competitive advantage. Is the technology fascinating? Yes, but you also have to look at what, what the costs are to run that kind of business. And when you are more hardware facing than you are software, it's not a good long-term investment. It was a hell of a trade. But when you guys are looking at a space, like who in the gym and fitness space is the number one player, hands down? Homework assignment number two. So, I mean, and, and, and I said it, it wasn't just because of earnings. They had been falling since September. The signs were there. 
Mm-hmm. And now from that all-time high, they dropped back down to 53.86 and some change. Like, that's not a good sign. A great stock isn't going to tumble down 40%. This is the drop because of earnings, but they have been declining since September and they haven't been in upward motion technically since June. Right. A great company. And I know you guys get tired of me screaming Apple. This is why I always say, I've never went to sleep since Tim Cook has been at the helm and been like, damn, I, I know Apple's going to fuck up my portfolio today. Right. You All know what? The safety uh, is baked into some of the top companies and Peloton is not a great product, but is not top of the pile when it comes to this industry. And they, and they were early on with the supply chain issues. I remember like ordering mm-hmm. a bike. It was like, oh, you, you'll get it in, in four months. And it's yeah. like early COVID. And, and so yeah. as soon as they, they caught up to, to the inventory, they changed the product. It was like, okay, we're announcing the new bike. And I'm like, wait, I just got the old mm-hmm. bike. And now you have a premium bike? It was yeah. just like, and then I guess kind of the competitive event, I remember Apple had put out their software, their, their finished software. And it was like, yeah, Apple is the, the company, but Peloton had the product. But as soon as people start seeing the product, they're like, all right, we can make the product. Now your yeah. credit advantage just kind of goes away a little bit. So it'll be interesting to see what they can do long-term to uh, try to reverse course here. Please write this down. You have to invest in businesses that has an advantage that no one else has on earth. I'll say it again. You have to invest in businesses that has an advantage that no one on earth yeah. has. That's why I keep saying. all my entire. If you guys have read the book, The One Thing, you have to pick the one thing that you're going to master for me. It is getting the best prices on the planet so nobody on earth can fuck with me. There's a thousand fitness apps that you can go to. And let's be honest, most people are not going to stay with any subscription-based fitness thing for longer than 28 months. So the, the, that's the best client. Most people are going to sign up in January or summer, stay two or three months, and then drop off. So now your marketing expenses are way higher to acquire a new customer. Let's say if the membership is 15, but may, it may cost them $115 to acquire a customer for the membership. Now you're a negative return, hoping to break even, knowing that, that they won't stay for eight months versus if Apple takes 30% off of everybody in their ecosystem, they don't have the same churn rate and same concerns. So yes, Epic may have left and Fortnite won't pay, but it's thousands of other apps that will. Compare business model and do the versus versus the business model. That'll always tell you who you should invest in. Okay, let's talk about this. Why, because you say this a lot, but let's really get dive into this. Why is it important to invest in the, the number one leader in the industry? It's kind of an obvious question, but I really want to just, drive this home and explain it to people in the easiest way possible yeah way possible. But because we don't want like anybody that we've ever seen like we're knockoff jordans where it's like he not so jump man he like this <laughs> and awkward so there's two frames of thought like sometimes pioneers get arrows and they don't make it but the ones that end up being number one write this down the leader in the space usually pr- produces the highest returns so What's the number one advertising business of all time? Number one advertising? Of all time. Like Google. advertising? Google. There is no person or company or entity on earth that can do what they can do in terms of search engine. Bing is okay if you want privacy. DuckDuckGo, there's a couple other ones that are niche that you can invest in. Number one business when it comes to advertising, hands down. And, and I come from a marketing advertising background. Google has done what 
Ogilvy and Mather could could have never dreamed of, what Deutsche Agency could have never dreamed of, right? What Landor could have never dreamed of. Number one computer company, Apple. Number one EV company, Tesla, right? Then if you look at companies that have a legal monopoly, like Pool, majority of all supplies for Pool supplies comes through the company, ticker P-O-O-L, Stryker. For those of you that are in the healthcare space, they have a preeminent and dominant position and that betting and what contracts will go through through hospitals. Most hospitals, if you go to them, if you look on the side, they're owned by Stryker. Number one social media company, Facebook, now Meta. The competitors that they have, if they're not in that number one seat, the market cap isn't as high. The return isn't as great. The people that back them as angels and, and VC, they're not the top tier. So anytime, I always look at it like this. Who is number one and who are the knockoffs? I want to get the top two and leave everything else alone. So sometimes when people like they want, um, they miss Tesla. So now they want plug. I'm like, plug is okay. I caught it at 21, but it's better to hold Tesla for a five-year period than to get an inferior company and get a third or fourth best player. Yeah, we, we got, we got temperature control really quickly. No, you good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm going to add something because we, we spoke and you didn't say e-commerce. And if you did say e-commerce, I would imagine you would say Amazon. Amazon. Yes, I have a full Jala beer on. I have a hey. Jala culture. <laughs> you, you, Regal, you hot? I've been in Africa for two years. Nah, it was freezing. I was actually freezing. Yo, we about to end this market one day. It's early. It's like an Man. ice box. Like, yo, this is crazy. Uh, we got it all. We got it all. I am in Africa for real. We've been in Africa for two weeks. I have fully been adopting the cultures in Nigeria, and now we are in Egypt. That's lovely. So, um, yes. And I actually got a question real quick, just to piggyback off that. Yeah, What's the number one shoe, gym shoe of all time? Jordan. Jordan. No, no. Not- so gym shoe sneakers? Sneaker. Sneakers? Sneaker. High side. Oh, gym shoes. Yeah, 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 it's Jordan. Okay, no, no. The number one shoe of all time is the Nike Air, well, Air Force, Force One. But I mean, he means like cultural influence. Cultural. And and, and, and sales. Jordan, 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 Jordan. That's because he was number one in the space. When the thing that Nike built with the Greek mythology of picking the name Nike around winning and victory, people don't want to have brands or wear things that are representative of losing. So there's no reason to invest in something that is inferior. Like even with Microsoft, they had Microsoft from the peak in 2000 when Gates left to when Barma left, they dropped 70%. Was a top tier company. You just needed a top tier coach. Shout out to the Knicks. I know I said y'all trash before the year started. Y'all be doing great. (laughs) I got to come correct that, right? But yeah, playing aggressive, you know, but like when Microsoft got a better CEO and they made the adjustment with Azure, and they had better products, they rose back to the top. And if you look on the enterprise side, that software is used more, even to this day, even with them having a dead dead 10 years, most people still use Microsoft products in office. Mm-hmm. So you have to look for the, who is the number one in the space, avoid the knockoffs, and that, that's where all the gains are gonna be for you. That is true, that is true. Um, can I do something real quick? I want to do my. Um, I said I was going to do this last week. But we ran out of time. Real quick, I, let me just say this before because he was saying because I cut, I did cut him off. Yeah, we, we were speaking about uh, Rivian last week. We said they're going to IPO. 
uh, this month. It actually is going to IPO tomorrow. I think that it's going to begin trading Wednesday, but it's going to IPO tomorrow, $72 to $74 per share. That's what it, I think based on its valuation, that's where it's opening at. And so we spoke about EV market last week when we talked about Amazon and how that would help its revenue, the, the, the success of Rivian would also help the growth of Amazon. Um, and so Absolutely. I'm going to give an update on that. Okay. Um, yeah. So the life insurance conversation is something that I talked about briefly last week, but I wanted to talk about it. And there's so much to talk about. I realize I want to kind of break this down like different episodes and talk about like, you know, a couple like five minutes, different little tidbits here and there. So today I want to talk about something. So it's been a, it's been a long debate about which one is better, whole life or term. And um, people always, you know, go back and forth about this. And whole life is a type of policy that actually lasts your whole life, hence the name. And it builds what's called cash value that you can actually borrow from. It's kind of like equity in a house. Best way I can really explain it. Mm -hmm. um, term insurance is basic insurance where you pay a premium and you have a death benefit. And the term lasts, you know, 10 years, 15, 20 year term. It's really simple to understand. You pay a premium. If you die, you have a death benefit that pays out within that term. So the benefits of the term is that the premiums are like really, really low. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the knock on whole life is that the premiums are a lot richer. So like a million dollars of term, let's say it might be $50 a month for, you know, a 35 year old um, or 30 year old. And uh, for that same whole life policy it might be $700 a month, or $900 a month for a million dollars policy. So that's always been a knock on, on the whole life. Um, so we could debate another time, which one is better, but I do want to give people, there's an, another alternative to that which is kind of a hybrid approach of what's called guaranteed universal life. And the guaranteed protection universal life um, actually provides a lifelong death benefit, but it doesn't actually build cash value. It's not designed to build cash value in the same way as whole life. So what that does is it actually brings the premium down. So this is for people that want a lifelong death benefit, but mm -hmm. may not have the budget or just don't want to pay the premium for whole life. or don't want to actually, you know, use the life insurance to build cash value. There is an alternative. You don't have to do one or the other. Um, you can do that middle line. And that premium is, is usually in between the whole life and the term. So yeah. that's a really good alternative. Like I said, for somebody that just wants just I just want life insurance and I want to guarantee that it's going to be there for my whole entire life. Um, but I want the lowest costing option possible. And then also another way to actually use life insurance, I spoke about this a while ago, but I realized we have a lot of new listeners since then, is what's called second to die policy. So most of the mm -hmm. time when people think about life insurance, they think about like, let's say, you know, Troy, uh, he's married. So if he dies, his wife gets money and then she has a life insurance policy. And if she dies, he gets money. That's easy to understand, right? That's usually how it works. But the second to die policy is a, is a little bit more complex where it's, let's say, Troy and his wife, they have a second to die policy. So it pays out on the second person's death. So what it what it's designed for is kind of like a trust situation where you're actually, you know, most of the time you're leaving the money to the children. Mm -hmm. um, so now the life expectancy on two people is obviously a lot higher than on one person. So even if like, let's say the husband husband dies at like age 50, the wife might not die to age 70. So the life insurance policy doesn't actually pay out until the wife dies. So what a lot of, when we talk about estate planning, a lot of like, you know, wealthy people and just, you know, people that's just financially savvy or in a certain, you know, 
income bracket or have enough assets. They have multiple policies. So even with life insurance, you're talking about your portfolio, you can have a portfolio of life insurance because different policies perform different purposes. So you might have your own individual policy that's going to go for your, to your spouse when you, when you pass away. But then you have your second to die policy that is on both of you guys' life. And that actually goes in a trust when you die. And now when we have a more advanced estate planning conversation about yeah. estate taxes and you know, we talk of when you actually we talk about an islet. We spoke about that mm-hmm. on the trapping, like a- trapping with EYL. Yep, yep. Um, and the islet, the individual life insurance trust. So this we did, is we did a class too on it. Yeah, this is something that you can actually put a life insurance policy inside of a trust. So why why would you do that? Because now once you have a certain amount of wealth. You have to preserve your wealth. And one of the biggest threats to preserving wealth is taxes and estate taxes. Mm-hmm. So what the islet does, so life insurance actually gets added to your estate. If you just have it under your name, then it actually gets added to your estate, which actually can make your estate tax issue even worse. Because like, let's say you're worth $5 million and you have a $5 million life insurance policy. Now, technically you're worth $10 million when you die. Mm-hmm. So if you put the life insurance in a trust, it takes it out of your 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 person personal um, name, and now that the trust actually owns it, so it's not taxed because it's not owned by you; it's owned by the trust. So that's a way that wealthy people use life insurance to avoid paying taxes. Um, because now, let's say the estate tax is two million dollars, you have a five million dollar life insurance policy. Now the life insurance policy pays the estate tax and there's $3 million left over and it's tax free because you took it out of your actual um, estate and put it in a trust. So I say I have to say, you have to educate yourself on a lot of different things in, in, in this world. And um, some things that we even think is like simple, like you would think life insurance is a very simple yeah. thing. Buy life insurance, you die, somebody gets money. And that's true on a certain level, but there's a lot of different, you know, other issues and and things that come into play. So it's very important to educate yourself. And like I said, I mean, we can do a whole two hours on life insurance. I'm not going to do that. We we should someday. Because same way we have two tech, two index. You guys write this down. And first, I want you guys to put, I will have a net worth of $5 million. Please put that in chat. Because I know sometimes people hear these numbers and like, well, that's not for me. Maybe not yet. But if nothing else, these last two years have shown there's immense opportunity everywhere. Like, yeah. so I want you to, whatever you put your mind on and your habits are, they will develop to materialize what you put your interest into. But just like I'm like two tech, two index, like you talked about, you can have whole, have term together. You can have the guaranteed life that he talked about, islet together. And that way you have protection. Like you have to have a base where it doesn't topple over. And whenever people are saying, hey, should you do this or that? Financially, the answer is always both. It's not real estate or stocks. It is both. It is not real estate and investing in something else. Like you need all of it because now you have a hedge. I know in our community, it's always like, well, I don't want to leave all this money to my kids or grandkids. You have to look at it like this. The stocks are for the long term, but you can enjoy some of those fruits of your labor now. Crypto, some you can enjoy now. Features you can definitely enjoy now. The insurance is for multiple generations. So if you're worried about, well, I'll never get to have fun with my money. If you start allocating money to these different buckets, there's a separate pile that you can have for your kids and you can still have fun. I don't want you to sit in the house and eat rice and beans for 19 years. Like if you have to do it for two to build up 
your cash reserves to, to invest in stuff. Great. But you can enjoy life and have things for your kids and, and grandchildren and make sure that that succession planning is there. But it's a lot of people, like you said, would debate which one is really, you need to have both. And then with term, I've known people that have paid the premium for 20 years and then didn't die on the 20th year. So they feel like it was wasted. So you have to be mindful of that to make sure you want to invest in things that is going to guarantee a payout. And if you go look, what is the percentage of term life insurance policies that get paid versus whole? And then you add the other two or three, you would be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Most, yeah. most, most term policies don't get paid out. That's why the premiums are so low. So cheap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah you could, you can make a checkout to uh where we send an invoice for that. That was a lot, bro. Consultation. <laughs> Real free consultation. That was a lot. Um, for maximum value purposes, let's talk about this tech takeover of healthcare. And Google launched a new lab that will use AI to discover new drugs. Let's talk about that. There are two two spaces that over the next 10 or 15 years I'm really excited about. Health tech is one. Climate tech is second. Maybe we'll talk about climate tech next week, but Climate tech will produce probably five or 10 multi-trillion dollar companies in a very short period of time on the healthcare side. So if Google being the number one advertising platform of all time, they can track everything that any person has put around COVID, WebMD search, any health related search, they can reverse engineer what people are searching and understand what drugs they need to make for the future. So when you combine that and AI and investing in this lab, they now know what drugs should come out over the next five or six years. Let's be honest. Who do we think is going to innovate a lot faster? Google or Pfizer, Google or Johnson and Johnson. So when I keep telling you, Apple, Microsoft, Google, the big three are going to put a lot of money because the only two spaces Apple and Google has not infiltrated at scale is healthcare. Most of our money and this country goes to healthcare costs. We would be a lot better if we spent a lot of money on prevention, but the money is in the medicine. The treatment. Modern, modern, yep, modern medicine. So you don't think Google, the same way we're looking for different avenues and different industries to be a part of to get gains, you don't think Google, Apple, and Microsoft are doing the same? Amazon has already with the purchase of pill pack, and if they can get prescriptions down and deliver them at scale. That is an edge. Google is going to probably produce the next three or four big drugs yeah. over the next 10 to 15 years and even have more uh, of an edge in that market and have a bigger market cap as a result. Yeah, I think when, when people think same day delivery, a lot of times when we spoke about Amazon, I think people think merchandise, mm-hmm. but they really should start thinking about healthcare, right? Because that could that's that's the really one day of delivery, right? Same day delivery or yep. hour delivery, where now you don't after you leave the doctor, the medicine's at your house or the prescription's at your house within yeah. the next five minutes, you have to go anywhere. And so when I put pressures on Walgreens, CVS. This is why I tell you guys, like the people in your space are not your competition. Everybody's your competition. Like same thing we took Kanye. Hey. I asked you guys before, if Drake took his album and turned it into a tech company, what is it worth? Now, Kanye is like, yo, I'm going to take myself and make myself public because he know what value he's brought to every company he's touched. You don't think Google doesn't realize that the only area they really need to to dominate is healthcare and they'll have an advantage for another 25 years. This is why having big cash reserves are key. So when you guys are like, yo, Apple is moving slow, I'm like, 28 to 30% isn't slow. Like, 
the run that Google has had this year is not slow, but they're also putting capital and R&D into the next places in which they can dominate. The purpose of every business on earth is to not have competition. And that's why that, that big three combination is always pushing um, to dominate the world. So, yeah. yeah. Shout out to Kanye, man. Gave a legendary um, interview with Drink Champs, 5 million, yeah. 5 million streams so far in that um, situation. So, yes. On Revolt TV. Yes, yes. Yeah. And for, for all the creators, if you haven't seen it, go look at it in terms of like how he talks about manifesting things. Because I told you, it's not how you say it. You can say, oh, man, I really want a million dollars. It's not going to resonate. But if you ask yourself, what do I have to do in the next 14 weeks for my business to generate a million dollars? The brain thinks differently. So take out whether you like him or not, because you don't have to like everyone that you learn from. But a person that is actually, because you can argue Kanye is a top five designer, top five artist, and in this modern era of the last 50 years, top five marketer of all time. Yeah. That's a rare get. And for those of you going, when we clip this up and you say no, name me five creative directors of any any ad agency worldwide. You won't be able to do it. So his ability to move product is one of a kind. So, but if he's thinking like that and he's influenced by Elon, Zuckerberg, Sergey, you don't think that they're thinking how to take over this world and then if we go out of space to take over that world and have infrastructure there as well. So he's different. tune into the interview. No, he's different. He's special. He's yeah. special. Now, once again, shout out to our, our esteemed guest that we have on the podcast tomorrow, Muhammad. And he he says something that was very profound in our podcast in Egypt that we did with him. He said, uh, you know, rich people, um, they only have two places to go, out of space and in virtual space. And that that's the new, those, those, those are the two frontiers. The metaverse, virtual space, AI, virtual reality, that's, you know, where, you know, Mark Zuckerberg and Microsoft and all these guys, that's their new frontier. And outer space, that's where, you know, Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos and mm-hmm. virtual reality, that's new, that's it. Yeah. Yep. So outer space and the virtual space, that's the only places to go, the only places <laughs> left to conquer. And all of you should be thinking of what can you build in both of those spaces that will have tr- tremendous value. That's the key because it, it, it really is ground zero. It's a fresh start, mm-hmm. right? So like when we see Nike filing for patents, they're filing for a patent because it didn't exist. Mm-hmm. We got to start thinking like that, right? So there's a bunch of companies in that space who have, they haven't filed for things because they don't exist. And so you can actually create. This is the time. You just got to be creative and get the knowledge and actually execute on it. Please, please, please. please. And I'll say when Cuban came on and told you that he was studying this day and night and he's already rich because somebody on my TikTok was like, well, he got lucky one time. And so I'm like, you can't get lucky and make a billion. Can't. Gary V, the push that he's having in NFTs for the last year. Like if all of these people are looking at these other spaces and they already have businesses that are doing hundreds of millions, there's a reason why. This will be our digital gold rush. So for those of you who were fortunate enough to be around the first version when AOL was out and, you know, Yahoo Finance was the biggest thing ever in the beginning. If you missed out on that, you can't miss out on this now. 
And it, it will be more than one metaverse and a whole bunch of digital landscapes that you can build upon. But this is why I say read, because everything that's happened in the past at some point will have to be recreated. The first wave in the metaverse, you're going to need infrastructure for payments and uh, trust, uh, verification of people and entity. Like, go look at what happened during Web 2.0, what was needed, infrastructure. And for my people in construction that know how to build, it's the same thing when you're building the city. You need infrastructure first, you need financing, you need trust, then you need leadership, then you can build on top of that. But until you have infrastructure and trust and safety, because the biggest issue with Web 1.0, you didn't know where to buy from because people were scamming. And then that's when certificates came out. And then Amazon eventually got a lead because eBay was slower than they should be. And the issues with PayPal, go study the history of, of tech to know what will be dominant there over the next 25 years. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Ross said on assets over liability, shameless plug, that uh, $10 million, you should be extremely nervous with $10 million. And that, that went, uh, got clipped up all over the internet. And a lot of people, one of these things, a very controversial statement for them to say, but- It's I, not I, controversial if it's like- Well, a controversial as far as for the understanding of a lot of people don't, you know, sound bites, yeah, it was clear. Can, can be taken, you know what I'm saying, yeah. different yeah. different ways. But I understand it. I understand what he's yeah. saying. But, you know, the average person that's making, you know, $50,000 a year, they like $10 million. Like, what? What? like that's crazy. So yeah. it sounds like a lot until you actually make $10 million. Then it's like, well, maybe it's not a lot. It's like a million dollars. Maybe. And then, million dollars. I mean, but here's what we have to realize. And COVID has made us more than ever understand this. Is re the reason why some of the depression rates are higher in 5% of people is because they've realized over the last 18 months that everything that we were sold upon in our youth and early adulthood was an absolute lie. Go to school, everything will work out. Take this path, you'll be happy. That's why I tell you guys, like even having the money, money is just one part of the equation to actually having wealth. You need health, family, finance, spiritual side, fitness, companionship, purpose to truly have wealth money is just one part now when i was like hey you need 60 months i thought it was crazy too until the guy showed me the 60 months so if rick ross is telling you he will be nervous with 10 what do you think the reserves of bezos has to be and this is why why do you think apple has a certain amount of cash on hand in case all hell breaks loose because when you have the 10 million it's not just you if we hit a harsh recession and they don't print money Rick Ross probably going to take care of 115 people. Mm -hmm. So anybody that makes it out of our community is black. It's not just us. It's a whole bunch of people. That's a mini ecosystem that we create. But here with the Kanye thing, Elon, Rick Ross, Chris Saka. Well, sometimes when people tell you the truth, if it hurts here, when you hear it, there's a reason that is resonating with you. One of my favorite quotes from Dick Gregory has always been, I don't have to market the truth to you. The truth is what it is. So if making 50 or 60,000 was more than enough or 80,000 or even 100,000, no one would care. The truth is when we hear that kind of statement, it means that we have to be accountable and then do more, build more, execute mm -hmm. more, be on our game more. And that's why I'm telling you guys, when I'm pushing you, hey, buy this, buy, I'm, I've done all, even do your research. I've done a research. If I made money, put yes in chat if you know. Watch the comments. A lot of it is executing. 
And here's the thing with the automation thing, inflation being crazy, we're going to get priced out of a lot of jobs as well. And then, yes, at some point, we probably will have universal basic income. I guarantee you there will be a disparity of what the income we receive versus others will receive. They're not going to pay everybody $2,500 a month or $4,000 a month just because there are going to be tears even to that. So yes, the truth hurts sometimes, but at least we have to applaud those who are willing to put their careers and lives on the line to tell us what the true amounts are that we need to hit. Yeah. And, and, and like you said, man, there's a lot of ways to equate wealth. And it was interesting because I mean, context is key. Like the clickbait, it starts with me saying a million dollars, you should be walking on eggshells. Context was that Mark Cuban said it. Mark Cuban said it. Yeah. Yeah, but it was like, yo, says a lot from the guys who were making a lot of money. I'm like, that's mind boggling. Six years ago, I was making $100,000 teaching kids mm-hmm. five skills, right? We got creative. We executed on a vision and money became a byproduct of what we did. It never was like, hey, this is the goal. But we always had a mindset that we were going to be real wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. We were wealthy here first. I, I like that quote, and I forget who said it to me. It was like, yo, I was always a millionaire. My bank account just didn't match it. But I was always a millionaire in my mind. You could never tell me that I wasn't. And so when I see those the, the comments and it's like, well, it says a lot. And I'm I'm if I ever had a million dollars, I wouldn't have to walk on next shelves. And I'm like, it's the mindset, right? Because when you do, then you realize how much responsibility that you do have and how much you're going to have to take care of others and how much you're going to be looking upon to take care of others. And that's really the context of it. Not that, oh, hey, it's a million dollars and most people won't ever see that. No, the mindset here first. To, to push for it, yeah. And it's the easiest era ever to make money, especially for that, black. That, that's that little wing quote. You know what I'm talking, talking about? This is, I know. Come on, I know a bunch of them. What are you talking about? When he, was, he did an interview a while back and uh guy was interviewing. <laughs> now I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and he was like, um, he said something about, you know, being a millionaire, whatever. And he was like, um, are you a, a millionaire? He's like, are you a millionaire? And the guy was like, no. And he was like, how can you tell me what you don't think? know how millionaires think? Yeah. And then he went off on them and went in his little Wayne rant. But in between his his rant, there's some truth to that. The harsh reality of it is that yeah, yeah everybody sounds you can say anything. You can say anything. You can say, yeah, if I had this, I could I, if I was Jeff Bezos, there would be no poverty in the world. If I was a millionaire, I would have no worries. If I had, no, maybe, maybe not. You don't know that until you actually levels and that's why I tell you, there's no such thing as true freedom. I'm telling you from experience, there's no such thing. Like even with you think it's not just competitive drive and that their alpha and testosterone levels are higher than 99% of people on all planet. There are certain reserves and information that they have access to that they know. That's why I told you guys when we made that post before and everyone got mad, the levels of wealth, right? Adjusted for inflation for the late 1800s or early 1900s, $1 million back then is 24 to $28 million. That's what you need to be rich. That's why top tier NBA players get paid between 20 and $30 million. What I want you to do right now, everyone, if you had, and your life was on the line and you had two years, what business would you create to make $30 million? It's a great, so even with trading, I give you all a trading gym. Whenever I'm trying to hit a, a, a new goal, I ask myself a ridiculous question that makes my brain search for the answer. So the question I asked myself five months ago, what could I do? What parameters would I put in place 
if I never wanted to lose trades for the next 19 years, what would that framework look like? What time would I trade? What assets would I stay away from? Which one has volume? Which institutions will be in here for 15 years? Even if an asteroid hit and dinosaurs come back and we go to space, which markets will still be open that I then could trade? Then I told you guys about water. And another 15 to 20 years, all everything that we see on a food pyramid, which is not the real food pyramid, if you go look, that was paid for, will be GMO. There's an incredible crisis that's happening in real time. But if you find a way to make solutions, there is money waiting there for you hand over fist. It's just that we rely to our entire lives and not total real information. And once you wake up and see that and you can see the game inside of the game, and as a community, we're powerful as hell, we'll be good. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Another glorious Market Mondays. It's, it's uh, always a pleasure reporting live from Egypt. Once again, we've been in Africa for 12 days, and it's crazy because this is our first time ever going to Africa. So our first time in Africa, we spent half a month here. Um, getting fully settled in, become locals. Yeah, we, um, we, we lost track of what sleep is. I haven't slept in a while. I can only imagine. Yeah, I'm seeing y'all still post all times the night. Nigeria, yeah. if y'all want us to come over there and do Market Mondays live, please put Market Mondays in chat. We'll, no we'll set something up. Right now, let's set yeah. it up, Nigeria. Let's set this. <laughs> let's set this Market Mondays up. Yeah, let's set it hey, up. Real quick, shout out. Got to get quick, quick shout out. We shout out Bizzle. Shout out the whole team uh, in Nigeria. But let me shout out the the Hogan's and the the Morsi and Hogan's family uh, for taking care of us here in Egypt. Uh, so shout out to shout out to oh yeah, Inez. also. Shout out to Euro. Shout out to Sham. Shout out to the whole family, man. Shout Appreciate to, y'all. Shout out to them. That's that's our people. One Love Travel Club. Ooh. You guys are amazing. Shout out to Chloe. Shout out to Javon. This is what we. So we're in Egypt with with actually, I believe, twenty nine people, earners from all over the, the country. That you know, it's a it's a trip, and this is the first time that we've ever done something like this. But it's extremely it's extremely dope. Um, it's like a mastermind, like people, you know, they're networking with each other, they're building, they're talking about stocks, real estate, crypto, we're doing excursions with each other, we're eating with each other. Um, so, you know, EY University, we talk about like a community, this is actually like a real, real community feel. And One Love Travel Club was the company that actually reached out to us, black owned company, travel company, and they do this with different influences um, from all different, you know, walks of life. Um, and they do a great, great job once again. So shout out to them. Um, this has been a very enjoyable experience. Highly recommended. Um, you guys are a class act. Appreciate it. And this was a dope, dope experience. And this won't be the last one. That's a that's for sure. I'm not missing the next one. Listen, <laughs> if, if you saw like when I, when we look out this window right here, if you see what if I'm you, looking at, you really would understand. And I sent you the picture. That's what that's outside my window I, yeah. that I sent you. If you saw what Luxor looked at, looked like, yeah. you would understand why this wouldn't be the last one. Top yeah. of the line, shout out to you. Yeah, yeah, shout um, out. What are the top two lessons you guys have learned or picked up since you've been out there that has had like a tremendous impact on your life? Oh man, just relationships. I mean, I kind of knew that already, but relationships is everything in life. And um, you know, one of the it's so crazy because you know when I did the TED talk and I was talking to some of the guys there and they were saying like, you know, you guys just move off of like relationships. And I never really thought about it, but that's really true. Like, you know, we don't have like a, you know, booking agent or anything like that. Like we literally, at <laughs> first we was moving around the country 
from Detroit to Miami to the Bay to LA. Mm -hmm. Like we just moved around the country, making strong relationships in each city, networking, meeting people from, you know, chill and, you know, the whole BMF crew in Detroit to Al Harrington and, you know, Baron Davis and all of our guys, Dave Gross in LA to, you know, everywhere we go, we just making connections. And that same ideology has carried with us overseas. Mm-hmm. Where in Nigeria, we plugged in crazy. Shout out to Bizzle. Shout out to the whole team. Shout Chino. out to Asa. What's up? Um, and just like, you know, in, in Egypt now, right? Like, shout out, like I said, One Love Travel. They connected us with a bunch of great people. So relationships will determine your experiences in life, especially when you're traveling. You yeah. can have a good time or you can have a bad time. And 90% of that is going to be determined on who you know. And also 90% of your wealth will be determined on who you know. Yes. Um, not, only, not only because, you know, you can plug in to have business relationships, but also just your environment, right? Like as far as the conversation. So we in the van and um, my guy, Javon, who put this trip together, he's not really into stocks like that, but he said he's going to get into stocks. So all of us is in the van, van me, Troy, Bam, Jamal, the whole crew. And we're talking about, you know, stocks, crypto. We're talking about, you know, different option plays and all that. And he's just listening. He's like, yo, this is crazy. Like, y'all having a real conversation about stocks. Like, uh-huh. it's nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, y'all talking about stocks. Like, how we, we yeah. just talk about, like, regular music or pop culture. He's like, yo, this is so dope. Like, I got to. But he was like, I say that to say, he was like, if I was around this, I would have no choice but to get but to in. Yep. Nobody wants to just be the, the person that's not doing anything, just sitting in the corner. Like, you have to. So it's like positive peer pressure. So, um. Choose your relationships. And once again, this is why, you know, taking trips with like-minded people is really, really dope. Um, so this is something that we're going to do. But choose your relationships and choose the people that you're around. Very, very careful because that can make or break the whole yep. situation. Yeah, and I'll go from an education standpoint, man. Exposure is sometimes is the best teacher. Um, and so, like I said, we got our families here. And so the ability to expose my children um, into history, like literally history, and give them the true definition of history mm-hmm. from an authentic place, not from a textbook or somebody's yeah. opinion, but actually show them like, this is where mathematics started. And like I said, this is where science started. And this is where agriculture, when we're talking about the Nile and the fertilization that's around here, like we're literally sitting on the Nile and it's greenery and like a mile further, it's the desert. And so that's, an, you know what I mean? Just seeing that from a hot air balloon, but explaining it yeah. and why it happened that way, explaining the floods. So exposure, especially for my educators and parents, expose your kids to real education and teach them. This, there's a lesson in everything. There's a lesson in everything. Walking in the park, you can pull up a lesson. So exposure, being around and showing them things and giving them a true authentic and education because we can't rely. We know that for sure. And I'm telling you, being in the public education system. We can't rely on that and we, we're not going to going forward. So make sure you, you take the time out, make sure that you're not only there, but you're present. It's two different things. Being there and being present are two different things. And so make sure that you're present and make sure that you apply the education that you know, but also make sure that you're educating yourself going forward. Because a lot of things I don't know that I'm willing to learn so I can mm-hmm. teach my kids. And so yeah, I, you have I, to learn every day. Yep. I encourage everybody to do that. I'm letting my hair grow. I've been out here for, for 12 days. I'm not bald. That's what you come with after I said that? I'm not. No, <laughs> some people... Some people try to play you. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to play him. But some people were confused. 
they always get confused. I just, I have a low haircut. Um, but as you can see, I'm not bald and I have been away for 12 days. So I will be getting a haircut when I, when I get back to stateside. You stay lined up though. You good. Oh, well, that's made. That's a major in life. Um, but just, you know, what just, you know, just I, I didn't know that's what he was going to keep, keep that in perspective. All right. Real quick earnings report. We got, uh, two companies, uh, earnings. We had, Coinbase. I know is on Tuesday and DoorDash. Airbnb, DoorDash. Airbnb went crazy today, by the way. Shout out to Airbnb. Airbnb is a stock that I own. Airbnb went crazy today. Yeah. Yo. Put in chat what, what price I told you guys to get in on coin and did you execute? It's been, been on a hell of a run. And to oh, tie into what you guys said. I meant to. Meant to. <laughs> yeah. The, the five people you hang around with will determine your net worth. And on top of that, the five habits. So if you only had five actions that you can take every day, and as a result, you can make $5 million a year, what would those f- five habits be? Like that thing you guys talked about, about like circumference and people that's in proximity and pushing each other, like, I'm begging you guys to get around some people that push you. And if no one is pushing you, I know a lot of times people ask like, what if your family and friends doesn't support you? They're not supposed to. It's your dream. You push you. Cause before we all got together, it was like, we had a vision, did it. People, people aren't supposed to believe in your dream. Cause God gave it to you. Execute upon it. So I just want to say that real quick. And shout out to Janet. I know y'all have missed her for the last couple of weeks, yeah. but she will be back. She will be back next week as soon as we get back stateside. And shout, she's doing a great job. Shout out to UI University. Yeah. We do have a class on Wednesday for my guy, Credit Dude. He will be teaching a class for Wednesday for us. And Lawrence, the great Lawrence, will be teaching next Wednesday um, his investment class. So shout out to UI University and shout out to Janet. You guys are amazing. Yeah. Shout out to the book club. I know they had, they had their first session on a new book. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and rest in peace. Once again, rest in peace. Yeah. Everybody affected um, the Travis Scott concert. That's something that I really don't want to downplay that situation. It was yeah. a very, very unfortunate situation. And um, we have to, life is not promised. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. we say this a lot, but whenever, you know, something like this happens, it gives us an opportunity to actually, you know, just put that message out there because, um, you never know what can happen. So, A, be, be safe, safety first at all times, but also live your life like it's the last day on earth. What that yeah. means is not just do reckless, stupid stuff, but, you know, tell people you love them. Say sorry if you did something that hurt people, somebody's feelings. Um, try to mend broken relationships. Um, you know, all of these things because you never know. Build your dream know. life. You may not have to next year or 23 or 24 to execute, especially if you have kids, put things in place so, so they'll be good yeah. 10, 15 years from now, please. Right. If you're not doing that, you're selfish. You're a Dame. Yep. Hustling for your last name, you're selfish. Shout out to Dame Dash. I'm happy to see Kanye give Dame Dash his flowers. Mm-hmm. Dame Dash is a great dude. So that was one of the highlights of the interview for me was to hear him talk about Dame Dash in a very, um, very, very, highlight so yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. shout out to everybody in atlanta we will be there yes this e- and dunlap yeah. and Ian dunlap will be there we're both summer we will be there in the flesh yes right yeah. off right off the plane e- right e- to atlanta eyl we will be we can say what we can do right it's public what yeah um i think so did they announce it yet? i think so they announced it they announced they did they, they, they said announced- we, they said we 
I mean, well, they they sent the, all the setup and they try to sell tickets. So, oh yeah. yeah. So EYL will be interviewing Chance the Rapper. You know what's so crazy about this? Chance the Rapper is actually one of my favorite rappers. And that Coloring Book album, I was telling, I was always like, yo, this, this kid is nice. Like I got, I was got the, a classic. I was the, the original guy who supported the the three hats. Mm-hmm. No, I understand. Yeah. I'm saying the Coloring Book. Like I was Good really, album. really. That was a classic album. Um, yeah. so we will be in, we will be interviewing Chance the Rapper at Revolt Summit. And Ian, I'll yeah, me and Ross Mack will be talking about uh, the investment pyramid. So, you are Jim Jones on that panel too. Sorry, Capo. Yeah, it's you. It's you, Ross yeah. Mack, Jim Jones, and somebody else. But I, I looked at, I looked at it the other day. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if you knew that or not. But yeah, you and you and Sorry, Jim Capo. Jones. On the panel. So yeah, that's so, so I'll be talking about how to integrate long-term investing with crypto, with futures on top of it, and then how to have a money machine out of that. So I got, I got a couple of surprises. I wrote my talking points out this morning. For those of you going to be there, it's going to be a show. And then stay tuned, man. We've yeah, got some big stuff coming. You never know what could happen in Atlanta. Market yeah. Mondays live at the Apollo Theater. Once again, before we leave, get your tickets. Get your tickets. We will be having Dipset, Jim Jones, Santana will be performing. And Saturday. we may end up having a versus. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know, shout out Styles. Saturday, we're going to be talking about real estate. My brother MG, the mortgage guy, Dream Team Snipers will be in the building talking about futures. Chico will be talking about stocks. You'll be opportunity to meet me, Troy, Ian, and the whole crew. Of course, you know how we do. Everybody's going to come. Yeah, All of our like yeah. ten alumni is going to be there. You know how any EYL Red Panda situation, how it's yeah. going to happen. So. Monumental event, and then Ian added a special bonus where they get into the futures program. Yeah, yep. The, the, the sniper program has been shut down. I'm not bringing it back. So, anybody who gets a ticket, if you got it already, you're good. We'll take care of you. But anybody who gets a ticket for the Friday event, you will be added to the sniper program for free. And it's a lot of people who made a lot of money off that program. So, if you missed out and didn't get in, this is the only way you'll be able to get in. Join. Yeah. If you go to Market Mondays at the Apollo, you'll be entered into the Snipers program, the legendary Snipers program. Yeah, for futures, yep. Market Real quick, Monday. before we wrap up, if you guys can put five things that you guys want to see for 2022 for Market Mondays and Stock Club, please put that in chat now because we're going to do some real special stuff. We was talking earlier about some things we're going to add and some surprises. So I want to hear from you guys first. Tell me five things you want us to add to Market Mondays and Stock Club and I'm going to create some magic for you guys. So, and if we made you money, please put yes in chat. <laughs> yes, I, I don't know where else. I still, you guys tell me, I haven't found another platform that's been as accurate. Humbly. So let's continue to run it up and then we can go buy businesses and countries. Market you know. Monday is taking over the world, man. Yeah, man. This episode of Market Mondays is brought to you by Ally Financial, the leading okay. digital financial service company with passionate, passionate customer service and innovative financial solutions. They are relentlessly focused on doing it right and being a trusted financial service provider to both customers and communities. Here with Ally to make the most of your money so you can save, invest, and spend on things that matter to you. Shout out to Ally. Shout out to the digital conference that happened last week. Everybody that checked it out. Uh, pretty dope. Um, yeah, love is love. Y'all know how we do. Atlanta, we will be in the building this weekend. Africa. It's been real. We're winding down our stay in Africa, and we are going to Atlanta. Yeah. Next so, stop, Atlanta. Yeah. Next stop, Atlanta. <laughs> it's going to be fun. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace. Love y'all. 
take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.